This is our devotional reading for October 26, 2023. We will be reading from the book In Heavenly Places, A Memorial Before God, October 26. Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God, Acts 10, verse 4. It is a wonderful favor for any man in this life to be commended of God as was Cornelius. And what was the ground of this approval? Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Neither prayer nor almsgiving has any virtue in itself to recommend the sinner to God. The grace of Christ through his atoning sacrifice can alone renew the heart and make our service acceptable to God. This grace had moved upon the heart of Cornelius. The Spirit of Christ has, had spoken to his soul. Jesus had drawn him, and he had yielded to the drawing. His prayer and alms were not urged or extorted from him. They were not a price he was seeking to pay in order to secure heaven, but they were the fruit of love and gratitude to God. Such prayer from a sincere heart ascends as incense before the Lord, and offerings to his cause and gifts to the needy and suffering are a sacrifice well-pleasing to him. Thus, the gifts of the Philippian brethren, who ministered to the needs of the Apostle Paul while a prisoner at Rome, are said to be an odor of sweet, sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Philippians 4 verse 18 Prayer and almsgiving are closely linked together, the expression of love to God and to our fellow men. They are the outworking of the two great principles of the divine law, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Mark 12 verses 30 and 31 Thus, while our gifts cannot recommend us to God or earn His favor, they are an evidence that we have received the grace of Christ. They are a test of the sincerity of our profession of love. The offerings that are the fruit of self-denial prompted by love are represented by the words spoken by God to Cornelius, Acts 10 verse 4, quoted, Who does not desire such memorials? Deeds which are before God as a voice speaking in behalf of the human agent, keeping our names fresh and fragrant in the heavenly sanctuary. We will also read from the book Lift Him Up, God's Chosen People, October 26th. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Colossians 3, verses 12 and 13, NIV version. Love rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. He whose heart is imbued with love is filled with sorrow at the errors and weaknesses of others. But when truth triumphs, when the cloud that darkened the fair fame of another is removed, or when sins are confessed and wrongs corrected, he rejoices. Love not only bears with others' faults, but cheerfully submits to whatever suffering or inconvenience such forbearance makes necessary. 
This love never faileth. It can never lose its value. It is the attribute of heaven. As a precious treasure, it will be carried by its possessor through the portals of the city of God. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. Discord and strife are the work of Satan and the fruit of sin. If we would as a people enjoy peace and love, we must put away our sins. We must come into harmony with God and we shall be in harmony with one another. Let each ask himself, Do I possess the grace of love? Have I learned to suffer long and to be kind? Talents, learning, and eloquence without this heavenly attribute will be as meaningless as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Alas, that this precious treasure is so lightly valued and so little sought by many who profess the faith. If we would not build our hopes of heaven upon a false foundation, we must accept the Bible as it reads and believe that the Lord means what He says. He requires nothing of us that He will not give us grace to perform. We shall have no excuse to offer in the day of God if we fail to reach the standards set before us in His Word. We are admonished by the Apostle, Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. Paul would have us distinguish between the pure and selfish love which is prompted by the Spirit of Christ and the unmeaning, deceitful pretense with which the world abounds. This base counterfeit has misled many souls. It would blot out the distinction between right and wrong by agreeing with the transgressor instead of faithfully showing him his errors. Such a course never springs from the real friendship. The spirit by which it is prompted dwells only in the carnal heart. While the Christian will ever be kind, compassionate, and forgiving, he can feel no harmony with sin. He will abhor evil and cling to that which is good at the sacrifice of association or friendship with the ungodly. The Spirit of Christ will lead us to hate sin while we are willing to make any sacrifice to save the sinner. Testimonies for the Church Volume 5, paragraphs 169 to 171. Let's also read from the book Our Father Cares, Heaven, the Christian's Summer, October 26. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, Titus 2, verse 13. Christ is soon to come the second time. Of this we should often talk. It should be the uppermost thought in our minds. He is coming with power and great glory, and every eye shall see Him. All the holy angels will accompany Him. Of this company, John writes, I beheld and heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands. Revelation 5 verse 11 The trumpet has not yet sounded. Those who have gone down into the grave have not yet cried, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? 1 Corinthians 15 verse 55 the righteous dead have not yet been caught up with the living saints to meet their Lord in the air. 
But the time is near when the words spoken by the Apostle Paul will have their fulfillment. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 4 verses 16 to 18 In order for us to be like the Savior, we must be changed. See Philippians 3 verses 20 and 21. Now is the time for us to bring into the daily life the virtues of Christ's life. We have no time to lose. Should we fail in our character building, we shall lose eternal life. We must build on the true foundation. We must do the work of Christ and be constantly watching and praying. Then we shall be ready for His appearing, prepared to receive eternal life. All who will, who will can be overcomers. Let us strive earnestly to reach the standard set before us. Christ knows our weaknesses and to Him we can go daily for help. It is not necessary for us to gain strength a month ahead. We are to conquer from day to day. This earth is the place of preparation for heaven. The time spent here is the Christian's winter. Here the chilly winds of affliction, affliction blow upon us and the waves of trouble roll against us. But in the near future, when Christ comes, sorrow and sighing will be forever ended. Then will be the Christian's summer. All trials will be over and there will be no more sickness or death. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any pain, any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Revelation 21 verse 4. Let's also read from the book Our High Calling, No Middle Ground in God's Service, October 26th. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Matthew 12, verse 30. My fellow Christians, we are far from reaching the divine standard. Our works do not correspond with our privileges and opportunities. In the service of God, there is no middle ground. Let none expect to make a compromise with the world and yet enjoy the blessing of the Lord. Let God's people come out from this world and be separate. Let us seek more earnestly to know and to do the will of our Father in heaven. Let the light of truth which has shone upon us be so received that its bright rays may go forth from us to the world. Let unbelievers see that the faith we hold makes us better men and better women, that it is a living reality, sanctifying the character, transforming the life. Let our conversation be upon heavenly things. Let us surround ourselves with an atmosphere of Christian cheerfulness. Let us show that our religion can stand the test of trial. Let us, by our kindness, forbearance, and love, prove to the world the power of our faith. Many who set out well in the Christian life are losing spiritual strength and placing themselves in the enemy's power by their indulgence in vain and trifling conversation. They cannot look up to God with holy confidence to ask for needed strength. By their irreligious course, they bar the way of souls that might have come to Christ. Let these 
careless triflers remember that every word and act is photographed in the books of heaven no human hand can erase one disgraceful blot as we are daily brought in contact with those who have not a knowledge of christ and the truth shall we talk only of our farms our merchandise our gains and losses or shall we speak of those things which concern our future life shall we seek to win souls to jesus oh what shameful neglect of duty stands registered against the professed followers of christ let us earnestly examine ourselves by the light of god's word seeking to discover every defect of character that we may wash our robes and make them white in the blood of the lamb and for our last reading today we will read from the book this day with god the final battle october twenty sixth behold i come as a thief blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments lest he walk naked and they see his shame revelation sixteen verse fifteen a terrible contest is before us we are nearing the battle of the great day of god almighty that which has been held in control is to be let loose the angel of mercy is holding its wings preparing to step down from the golden throne and leave the world to the control of satan the king it has chosen a murderer and a destroyer from the beginning the principalities and powers of earth are in bitter revolt against the god of heaven they are filled with hatred against all who serve him and soon very soon is to be fought the last great battle between good and evil the earth is to be the battlefield the scene of the final contest and the final victory here where for so long satan has led men against god rebellion is to be forever suppressed christ came to this earth in human form that he might stand as the captain of our salvation so that we should not be overcome by satan's power and when the enemy has seemed to be gaining a signal victory over righteousness god has been working in mercy and power to counteract his designs determined to efface the image of god in man satan works with an intensity of effort to hide god, to hide god from view not openly does he work but secretly mingling the human and the divine the spurious and the genuine so seeking to bring confusion and distress but in proportionate power divine mercy is revealed to counteract this wicked working and bring to light the enemy's hidden purposes god's people are to bear a bold decided testimony for the truth unfolding the purposes of god by the witness of pen and voice in place after place they are to proclaim the message of god's word arousing men and women to comprehend the truth there is a reality in sound doctrine it is not as a vapor which passes away light is to shine forth from the word of god god calls upon his people to draw near to him let no one interpose between him and his people christ is knocking at the door of the heart seeking for entrance will you let him in letter one fifty three october twenty sixth nineteen o one to brethren and sisters in australia and this concludes the reading of our devotional reading today october twenty sixth twenty twenty three may god bless you